catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. A report from the World Bank's IFC and Google says that Africa is on course to add 180 billion or about 5.2% of its aggregate GDP by 2025 thanks to the rapid growth of its internet economy. And this is from an estimated 1.1% of its GDP or $30 billion, uh, which was in 2012. Technology is playing a vital role in the transitioning of Africa from the sidelines of the global economy into the mainstreams and experts from across Africa maintain that only tech advancement and development can bring about the much desired transformation in Africa. Software development capabilities are building up within every African nation and it only makes sense for African nations to set up their own software industries which will not only develop softwares but provide and offer other solutions around this service. Are we building a software development industry in Africa and are we building it the right way? Now, there is a growing need for software quality assurance engineers or as it's called software testers. It is one of the fastest growing markets and on the back of the COVID-19 pandemic, it is likely to grow further as companies look to cut costs. According to a report by Markets and Markets, the automation testing market is estimated to reach $28.8 billion by 2024 and growing at a compounded annual gross rate of 18%. In this episode, we'll be discussing with the co-founder of Nigeria's Adela for Software Testers, Ombo QA. Olutoye Ojaye and Joseph Burutu on the need for software testers. We actually call it today vacancy a lot. Well, good morning, Joseph. Nice yeah, yeah, it's good to have you here. And uh, good morning, Toye. How are you doing? Yeah, good morning, Anthony. I'm fine. And you? Oh, I'm good. It's really good to have you here. Uh, it's good to have the Andela for software testers here. And short while, I believe, would scale through or scale, get past the Andela level, in fact. Yeah? Yeah, that's the goal. Beautiful. Now, let's let's do a rundown on the details of what software testers do on a general level again. Um, I know we had like an intro the last time on um, the career path of software testers and you know there was some breakdown uh, let's just do a rundown again what exactly do software testers do before we you know start up the conversation about um, the need for them and other issues around it okay so thinking in the previous session we had i said software testers are in charge of quality they're in charge of quality and ensure that the application meets a uh, the specified requirements which was which was stated initially before the build of the application so software testers in large organization are in charge of executing test cases or exploring system to find a bug but why the qa but in a layman's language you know quality assurance engineers are software testers but they are actually different from each other while the difference is the, between the software and the QA engineer is the fact that the QA engineer is in charge of the final product itself, ensuring that quality is met on the final product. Why software testers are just normal executing of test cases and exploring the system to find the bug. So that's the difference between both of them. I just needed to 
I liked that before we move forward. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so yeah. we have managerial role, and we have those who actually you know, like go through the codes, which will be software testers, right? Yes. Yeah, we have managerial role. It's actually broken down into about three stages. We have the software testers uh, or the QA analyst, and we have the QA engineer, and we have the QA manager. So each it's more like an hierarchy. Each um, um, rules reports to one another. The QA analyst, who is more like a junior or a software tester, comes up with test cases, which is reviewed by the QA manager and uh, executes them and also tests the system or uh, conducts more like an exploratory system. Exploratory tests on the system to see if they would find a bug that is actually outside the the test coverage or outside the test coverage they've documented. So that's for software testers. Why the QA engineers are more of um, they, they manage from development phase to the production phase. You know, in software development lifecycle, you have different phase. So in the development phase, they are in charge of monitoring development. They are also in charge of testing the product through to the production phase. While the QA manager is there to just um, give instructions and also strategies on how the system needs to be tested. And they also execute test cases or they execute um, tests themselves and also give reports on each of the environments which this thing, the, the application is deployed through. So from staging or from test to staging, from staging to production, depending on what the organization does or how they set up their software development lifecycle. So they give each report and ensure that the system is bug free and it meets the specified requirement. So that's like the responsibility of the three euros I just mentioned now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The responsibilities of the roles that have been mentioned. Now, um, is Umbog yeah. uh, QA invested in all of these roles or are there specific roles that uh, Umbog QA is um, interested in or invested in? Okay. So currently the, there's actually a large demand for QA engineers, software testers, and also um, QA managers currently. And um, in, our, in our test pool, we have QAs with experience of let's say five to eight years. And also even less than that, we have the likes of two to three years. So I categorically would group each of these testers or our talents based on their number of years of experience in these rules that are mentioned here. So we have all the rules available in Kiwi, yeah. Okay, now for those who are wondering, I know people like ordinary people, non-technical, non-software engineers at a particular stage of a software's development um, life cycle get to test um, the software. At what stage does does this happen? And clearly, people, normal people cannot test from the beginning to there. But at what stage do normal people come in? And at what stage does the software testing itself start for a software? Okay, so, so for, for a well-organized um, organization, the software testing starts from the moment the requirements are being debriefed to the software development team. So where you have your QA manager, you have all the QA rules I've stated, just the analyst, we all sit down together to see how best the system can be implemented. So when there's a requirement given to the software development team, the QA manager and also the QA team 
try to make some contributions to the development activity as well aside the testing activity that will be carried out on the system yeah so from there what they go ahead and come up with a test plan and um, from the test plan the the qa manager was in charge of all the key activities to be conducted on the system would suggest oh so if it's a customer facing application you know definitely you'll be uh, interfacing with about maybe 1 million to 2 million users depending on the the demograph so you come up with a, a test strategy whether to conduct um, a performance test to conduct that both functional and non-functional test so the functional is going to be based on the requirements that were supplied why the non-functional is going to be based on the performance security accessibility and the rest depending on the type of users you're trying to serve with this application so that's where the that's like the where the major work comes in from the qa manager's perspective then the software testers come up or the the junior qa rules come up with um, a test case that can be reviewed by the manager to see if there's actually an on or a hundred percent test coverage based on the requirements that were supplied from the business analyst or the project manager itself so once this is going on this is because we work more in an agile environment now so it's more like an iterative development so you have sprints depending on the organization you have two weeks or one week or any any number of days assigned to your sprints so this development continues and the the QAs contribute to this from each of the sprints and ensure that a report is given for each of the sprint or the future that has been developed in that sprint and we'll move on to the next sprint and so on and so forth so even till the product is delivered to production the QA is still responsible for testing the application so when the non-technical people get to test the application is um, maybe for for a mobile app you want to do more like a a better version of the app to see how people would interact with the application then gather the information or the data from the usage of the application back to development and see if you can optimize your maybe user experience performance or any other thing based on the data gathered from the beta testing from the outside or the the, the clients making use of the application so that's just the whole workflow framework yeah okay. yeah workflow yeah for for testing and for the outside public as well and then for for you to be a better tester i think uh for for some companies they have like some lawyer better apps too so if for example i'll talk about the gaming industry where the recent fifa 22 was sent to some specific users who have been purchasing the the series maybe for the past 10 15 years to actually see if the application meets the i mean the standard they want so the data gathered from this is now being taken back to development where they can modify and see if they can meet their target market let me put it that way hmm. interesting yeah. uh, so i would hmm. want to know if there are any general standards for testing uh, that are usually followed by software testers or the general standards have been tested for uh, but toye just um, hold your thoughts about that a bit let's get to joseph okay. joseph so i'm thinking what exactly are the importance of what's the importance of these tests for the success 
of a product i want to launch a product and uh, you know i can just test it by myself and you know just go on what does the success of a product hinge also on the fact that um, it should be run through test yeah let's let's assume yeah so you have like a product you uh, you maybe you are like a software developer or let's say you are a software developer yourself and you have this wonderful idea and you just okay let me just put code together and all those things and voila it works yeah and in your mind you have been successful but you have not the truth is this uh, because you are you, are, you kind of have this euphoria of trying to launch a perfect application you have not thought of other scenarios which might break the application yeah um a, a very common mantra across um, software developers is that if it works leave it so it doesn't really matter if <laughs> you, you you put it right in as long as it works it's just like you're trying to leak if it's a leaky pipe and because you have been able to like use selective to just cover it up for a while you feel like oh i fixed everything um <laughs> but, but for, for a software tester it's completely different um a software tester's job yeah is to make sure the software works the way it's supposed to work in where whatever scenario has been designated to work in a software tester will make sure to break the application to try and break the application if the application breaks it's not a bad thing because now the software tester has found the fault because it's better your application breaks in-house than it breaks outside um, because first impression matters so you can't um i think you as, as a company very concerned about building good products, you cannot skip uh, part of a software tester. Software developers, of course, are encouraged to run tests on their own. People building products are expected to have like some unit test kind of scripts in their, in their code base and all. But it's not detailed enough. I would say this, like a lot of software testers are biased to their own code. They don't want to make so many changes. But a software tester is very concerned about making sure things work and as expertise as knowledge of systems to be able to check every single thing check different scenarios okay if if this thing is in light mode if this thing is in dark mode if this thing if network is bad if network is is good if there are, if there are a thousand persons on the system if there are one million persons on the system if there are two persons on the system it takes into consideration different scenarios so yeah software testers are needed in, in every single product thing. Uh, you, can, you can't just skip them unless you are not concerned about building a good product. Now, I want you to speak to the importance of teams, uh, software development teams having external hands or external eyes for quality assurance on their own products because, you know, most software developers, okay, okay, I'm, I'm a software developer, I can test my app. Why exactly do we need, you know, just speak to that, you know, the extra quality assurance? Yeah. So, like I mentioned before, like a lot, a lot of teams are biased to their own code. Actually, yeah, in Nigeria, a lot of product teams are like, what the product manager is always saying, let's go live, let's go live, let's go live. So, <laughs> let's ship to production. So, yeah, exactly. So, like, software developers are under enough pressure already because they are trying to build these applications quickly go live. So, they don't have enough time to check every single thing, to check if different parts of the features are working properly. 
oh product manager comes tomorrow and says oh we need a new feature and they, they need to make a new integration now they add a new integration but they don't know the back they don't know if this in this new integration is going to affect the code they wrote initially so um what the qa expert does as an external is check the whole thing from basically outside the box you are able to get an holistic view when you're outside the system sort of when you're outside like the software developer box itself you're able to see okay how things link to each other if what is done now has broken what has been done before so yeah like i said before if if you are very concerned about like building a very good product you need a qa engineer you need a software tester to basically carry like regression tests carry out automation tests carry out different tests to make sure everything is in place and everything is working properly interesting yeah. beautiful um toye now your thoughts on yeah. are there general standards that testers follow or are there general standards that you know when you're going through the testing automation process these are the things these are the levels or the things you'd have to go through to be sure um that you've gone through the right process okay so i wouldn't be able to tell for all organizations but in organizations that have worked there's always a standard of um, procedures, am I correct, SOP? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that has been set up for QAs to adopt when testing the system. So, for example, authentication, if you're integrating to an external API for your authentication, or probably use a generic authentication pattern within the, the organization for all your applications, you definitely know, okay, you have to go through, let's say, SSO, a single sign-on pattern, you should conduct your test on the single sign-on and also i think one of the skills needed as a tester which i always ring bell on is the fact that you should always have passion for qa testing if you're a tester because the passion is actually what drives you you definitely want to know that there's actually a bug in the system but you can't find it but you have to look for it so that's what keeps giving you the drive to push forward to see how you can actually break the system and as i said earlier on we, we are custodians of quality for every software development process or will i say we are the gateway to or we are the front line to the client so we have to think for like 10 1000 10000 depending on the number of application uh, number of users that will be using the system we have to think for them we have the erratic users so this standard of um, um procedures are uh, either set up or both security, non-functional, and functional tests, which is we'll check for requirements. We check for if the application meets requirements. Then we check if the system is secured enough. So those are kind of things we we get to. Then we check if credentials are not exposed to the public. For example, you have people, hackers out there who are actually looking for a loophole in your system. You as a QA tester, you are not actually a cybersecurity specialist but you should have a skill or you should have a knowledge of what goes on in the cybersecurity world as well so you should also have to cover you have to cover that bit too when conducting your test you should know how to use some security vulnerability scanners to check if the system is vulnerable and you're able to communicate the vulnerability to your developers because most times even after scanning it's difficult for a tester to communicate what has actually happened to the developer and the developer will like you know what the code works let's shift to production and they go ahead the the project manager tells you we can't start implementing that feature 
for just to control security now the major thing is that the, the system works the way it should work that it meets the requirements so security can be neg neglected for now till we find a better way to communicate what is going on there i don't know if you understand mm. what i'm trying to say yeah yes so yeah, that yes. yeah so that's that's another major issue then uh for performance a qa tester should be able to create a benchmark for certain because there are different criteria to 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 check in if your system actually perform for, performs well for the number of users you guys have uh, the companies is ready to serve so for example a normal authentication api should not exceed four second response time depending no matter what is what, what is going to happen so you as a QA tester should have maybe an holistic approach to setting a benchmark for your performance test so if you are doing a performance test or maybe 1000 to 500 concurrent users on a good server let me put on a good environment you should get an average of four seconds for each of these authentication api to return response to you mm. so those are the kind of things a software quality assurance SQA should have you should have those quality especially when you are more experienced in in software development now so you, that's yeah you you, okay. me you mentioned the authentication api could you give an example so someone who is listening who is thinking authentication Authentication are uh, actually in different ways. So I, I can decide to say, okay, maybe logging in API is an authentication API. Secondly, um, I can decide to append an authentication token to an email for you to verify that you're actually using this email. So, but I, you click on the, on the link, it's already authenticated. So it just takes you sign into uh, your, your dashboard where you change your password. Mm -hmm. So there are different means of authenticating a user as well. Okay. So, an example of it is login. Let yeah, me not, yeah. Login. Uh, when you're trying to yeah. log into a website or sign up for a website, and yeah. you know, it takes yeah, you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay, beautiful. Now, this one, I download some um some applications, you know, and okay. um, I found out that, you know, some something is just not working right. Yeah. Who exactly is to blame? The team, the maybe the fact that they don't have quality assurance or the fact that the quality assurance did not take note of it. So as I'll say, there's no application out there without a bug. Even when you have a QA, the only thing a QA can do is just to minimize the number of bugs found on the system. There's no system that's 100% bug free. Because the, the moment you start developing different features, maybe you have an existing feature that is being used by the public and there's a new uh, feature that has been deployed or you updated the version of the application itself. There's actually going to be an impact somewhere. An example of that is one of like the the when First Bank created the updated their yeah, mobile app version, sometimes ago I think sometimes last year or something. Yeah, mm -hmm. the older version was actually logging in because I I experienced uh, that on both mobile phones I use. Okay. The older version which I didn't update was I can I have access to log into the application, but the newer version had issues. You can't log into the application for it complete there was more it was more of a, a blackout for like two three days before it was fixed and it was over the weekend wow. and again they always tell you not, never to deploy an application over the weekend if you want to rest <laughs> if you want to have peace of mind so i mean you don't deploy an application on a friday because you don't know people especially a financial app that people are going to be transacting on mm, interesting you get yeah so i mean i mean it's, it's not really the QA is to be blamed because you allowed, I mean, after testing, you allowed that to get to production and without spotting the bug. But at the end of the day, 
would only say it's not it's not the end of the world for the kiwi who allows the book to get to production because you are human you're allowed to, to have some human error but your major work is to reduce the number of bugs that get to production okay 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 then uh now joseph let's uh, speak to the value that is being created when we're talking um off air uh you mentioned creating some value in the area of uh, training people to become software uh, testers and also training or upskilling software testers how is this still open uh, is it still valid okay so yeah it's still valid. We we currently have plans and we are opening up registration for people to register um, by next month. So yeah, like we said already, every product team here needs a software tester. And we have noticed that there is like a huge shortage of quality software testers in Nigeria, especially. A lot of products are being built without being properly tested and are just released out into the market. Also, a lot of persons that want to be software testers don't exactly know how to go around it. Some just watch YouTube videos and don't really get expert experience. They don't get expert mentorship and the rest. We want to be at the forefront of this for Nigeria and Africa. That's why we are really pushing for the academy. That's why we are trying to of course, put everything in place. Um, our moderators making sure that they are the best dance in Africa and we provide quality knowledge to the persons that, of course, apply to the academy. So yeah, we that is still on course. We plan to train um, people in manual testing, automation testing, and give you real-life applications to work on. We are looking to partner up. And we have even started discussions with some companies to use um, older versions of the application to basically have like live, coding, uh, live testing sessions with our students. So yeah, there's there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to benefit from, and yeah, um, we are, we encourage as many persons as possible to apply, even persons that are already testers, because we know a lot of persons are manual testers and they are trying to go into automation testing, but don't exactly have like the guidance to do so. That's one thing we also want to achieve: um, train persons that are manual testers to become automation testers, um, because like you said. The, the future is basically supporting automation testing. A lot of companies are switching to automation testing and we want to make sure as many persons as possible are empowered for automation testing. Interesting. So will this uh, training also involve people who haven't even started um, software testing at all, do not have any knowledge about it? Yeah, yes. definitely. There are ideal targets. There are ideas are yet. Um, we welcome anybody, if, even if you just did uh, in Yoruba in school, please feel free to join. Are you interested in tech, of course? Feel free to apply. Yeah. We're even looking to target top 5% of secondary school uh, graduates. I mean, because tech does not actually need uh, your university degree assistance. A lot of people are into tech who didn't go to university and who didn't who, uh, attend higher education. So. Catch them young is a mantra for this uh, academy, bringing in top 5% of secondary school graduates and also university as well. Interesting. Is there a set date for this yet? If I want, how can I join or register for it? What platforms should I look out um, for this information from? Yeah, definitely. It's going to be on our site. We currently have a page there. By next month, we'll open up the form for people to apply. And that's basically to apply and there's a short screening process. Of course, we 
expect a lot of persons to apply so we might need to screen a bit to select uh, the candidates but yeah by next month's application will be open we'll share with you okay interesting how long would the process be the not just the process for registration but the time that'll be spent for um, during the academy okay we're looking for first six months for manual processes alone then um, for candidates who or applicants who look forward to automation that will take at least um, 12 months for us to be able to um, achieve that okay okay thank you very much now we've been speaking to the co-founders of Umbar qa Olutoye uh, Owojaye and Joseph Burutu. Thanks for the time and insight. They are the Andela for software testers on the continent. Thank you very much, Toye. Thank you so much, Anthony. Pleasure being here. Okay, thank you, Joseph. Thank you so much, Anthony. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Had a great time. Yes, yes. Yeah. We'll keep in contact so that we can keep updating our audience on the details of the program. Sure, the right. Africa is a relatively undiscovered and fastly growing breeding ground for software developers. Africa's internet economy has the potential to achieve 5.2% of the continent's GDP by 2025, and that's nearly $180 billion to the economy of Africa. Africa's software development, despite its slow start, is now speeding up as the continent grows more interconnected. It is producing innovative web-based applications and dynamic new business models. According to a report from McKinsey & Company, technology use is expected to increase rapidly across the continent in coming years. And we are at the dawn of a technological revolution that would change every part of our lives. The deeds and potential inventions of African technologists and software developers have ensured that Africa is poised for a global impact on a massive and a fast scale. But then, will you be a part of this advancement? Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.